right, let me tell you what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the circle of honor. The circle of honor. Okay, the entire chapter, chapter number five, if you could take a thread and thread it through the entire chapter to find out what the common denominator is out of all 30-something verses I think are in there. It's honor. Honor. And so we want to know why is that so important? You know, if you had an opportunity to write a book and it's going to last thousands of years and millions and millions of people are going to read it, what do you want in there? Why is honor so important? So we're going to unpack that. And the first thought that I'd like to throw out there is this. Each of us appreciate being honored. We appreciate being recognized. We appreciate it. You know, the number one thing that people want at their workplace is not necessarily more money, which all of us would, you know, enjoy that. But here's the thing. The number one thing we all want is we want to be recognized. We want to be recognized. There are people in this room right now that you get paid well, but you don't get recognized, and pay is not enough to all of a sudden make you happy because you're not being recognized. There's others of you in this room. Your boss recognizes you, says thank you to you, honors you. Now you may not be in pay, you may not be being paid what you wish you were, but because you receive so much appreciation, you receive so much honor, there's so much gratitude, you'll take the less pay to be in that kind of environment. Somebody say I know exactly what you're talking about. It's it's that kind of environment. We appreciate being honored and sometimes uh we'll, we'll do some silly things just to get some honor. And this is going to be embarrassing, but I'm going to use me for an example. Uh, when I do the dishes, I'll take the dirty dishes, put them in the dishwasher, but I won't close the dishwasher if Allie's not around. I want her to see me take the dishes, put it in the dishwasher and close it and go, dishes are done. I want her to see me doing that because if she doesn't see me doing it, this is so embarrassing. May not get the honor that I would like. Sometimes I'm watching the kids, and she's taught me that I'm not allowed to say that I've been babysitting, because you can't babysit your own kids, evidently. So when I'm watching the kids, I'll clean the house. She'll come home, and uh, if she doesn't acknowledge anything, I'll say, Man, where did those dishes go? They were everywhere just a few hours ago, and now I don't know where they're at. Has anybody seen those dishes? And, and Allie's like, don't. Don't. Because she'll say something smart mouth like, where did all that dirty laundry go? I'm like, all right, I got it, I got it, I got it. But we want to be honored. We, we want somebody to say... I said, so I went to, I had a doctor's appointment and the nurse came in and I said, hey, I want to just say thank you. Um, you, you. You're taking great care of me. I really appreciate it. She started crying. It's like, dear Lord, you guys are starving around here. <laughs> I'm like, man, nobody said anything nice to anybody in like 50 years around here. I felt like giving her a hug, but that would have been even more awkward, right? Somebody comes in, I'm like, she's just, don't worry about it. 
Here's the thing about honor, though, is, is if you try to go get honor directly, it doesn't work out. Yeah. It's like you cannot go get happiness in a straight line. You ever notice that? Like, you can't just go, I'm going to go get happy. You can't go get happy. Now, you can do something, and then in the process of doing something, happiness comes along, right? But, but happiness is a byproduct of an action. You can't just, like, okay, let's all be happy. One, two, three, go. You, you can't be happy. You got to do something and happiness comes along. Honor is the exact same way. Honor is something that all of us would like to have, but it's not something that you can say, I'm going to get honored today. (laughs) Today's the day that I get honored. That's not how it works. Here's how honor operates. Honor comes to those who honor. And so this is the Lord saying, hey, I want to honor you one day. One of these days, you're going to stand in front of me. And I'm going to say, well done. Well, well done. And I'm going to honor you. But that moment is going to come because you've honored And so this entire chapter unpacks this. No person has ever been honored for what he has received. Honor only comes to those who give. And so we have to have this lifestyle of constantly giving. Um, uh, There's a particular athlete uh, by the name of Floyd Mayweather. It's very difficult for most people to honor him. It's very difficult. Now, he's like, he's, he's fought 49 times. He's lost zero. Even still, people who watch him and follow him find it very hard to honor him. Now, he has made over $800 million. Million dollars in his fights. He made, I think, over 200 million. Did I get that right? Somebody who knows over 200 million in, in a recent fight. And, and people have trouble honoring him. Why is that? Because you do not receive honor by what you get, you receive honor by what you give. And so here's the thing. People who live their life looking to give end up receiving honor. Now, it's a very difficult thing to live giving because most people don't do that. And so it's very hard not to get chafed when you're the one who's always giving. Are you with me? Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm always the one to say sorry? I'm always the one to say sorry. Anytime I'm fighting with somebody, I just felt awkward real quick just now. I just saw like four couples go. (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) awkward. Um, 
You know, it's, it's, I'm always the one to say sorry, or, you know, I'm always the one to give, and I'm always the one to do the dishes, and I'm always the one to do this, and I'm always the one to do it. I'm always, it's, it's difficult, because if it's not one relationship, it's often, our, you know, our whole life where one person is just always giving, 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 and then you kind of get tired of doing good. That's why the Bible says, don't get weary in well-doing. You know, don't get tired in the process of doing good. It's very difficult. Now, for me, what I've learned is the vision for the future gives me strength in the present. And what does that mean? If, if I just pay attention to what's happening here and now, I can get tired, weary, and discouraged just like that. But if I pay attention more to what's coming, I have strength right now. When we stop having a vision, then we can get weak right now. That's why the Bible says that without vision, people perish. If you can't see it in the future right now, you're going to get weak. So people who are discouraged and down right now, the problem isn't what's happening to them. The problem is what they can't see. You're dismissed. It's not getting any better than that. Uh, I don't have anything better than that. I'm just telling you right now. When, <laughs> when you're discouraged and down, don't ever forget that. It's not your day. You're not down and you're not upset because you're having a bad day. That's not the issue. The, the issue is you're concerned about tomorrow. Are you with me? The happiest day of somebody's work week in the entire year is the day before Thanksgiving, before a vacation. Because whatever happens, I'm out of here tomorrow. <laughs> right? <laughs> the best day of high school is when? The last day of high school. It doesn't matter what's happening. Frankie! 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 Look, honey. <laughs> See you later. Hey, how many times was I on time for class on the last day of school? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Believe that. Didn't go to one class, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think I'm kidding. I was there and just walked the halls. Hey, oh, no. Lord, bless me. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Does anyone here love the grace of God? Do you ever think back on yourself and go, Lord, I, I know you're full of love because I, I don't know if I love me thinking about what I did. Write this down if you want mind. It's a, it's a Martin Luther King quote. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? That's when honor kicks in. The people that you and I honor are not the people with the most stuff. The people that you and I honor are the people that refuse to get tired in well-doing. And the people that are constantly giving and constantly investing they have the vision of knowing what is going to happen if they keep doing this. People that forgive a lot, they're always forgiving, 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 forgiving. If they don't know this, they should know this. 
and if I'm talking to you, let this encourage you. As often as you forgive is as often as you will be forgiven. The less you forgive, the less you will be forgiven. See, unforgiveness is unforgivable. We can't not not forgive. I know that sounds like a double negative, but it's really not. Let's unpack the scriptures together, shall we? We're going to unpack seven types of honoring. The first one is honoring others, okay? Verse number one, 1 Timothy chapter 5, it reads like this. Never speak harshly to an older man. Never speak harshly to an older man. But appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. And treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. There's a particular quarterback, I'm not going to say his name, but in college he was being drafted as the number one draft pick. He was a quarterback. And all these NFL teams were looking to draft him as the number one pick. He was having a phenomenal year. They were undefeated. At his university, stood up on a lunch table and yelled out this derogatory thing to this young girl. The NFL coaches that were scouting him all of a sudden became disinterested. Just like that. Because how you speak to somebody reveals more about you than it is what you just said about them. Are you with me? It's like, oh my goodness, is that how you talk to women? All right, you just opened up Pandora's box. Yes, we have a problem. This is what they were saying. Yes, we have a problem with what you just said to that girl. But we have a bigger problem than that. Because that says that you got things in there that we don't know about. And all of them were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, on my kid's football field, my son's football team, he's on an eight-year-old football team. They practice three times a week for two and a half hours. How, what? (laughs) What? They they wear Superman underwear. Let's get serious. (laughs) That's too much practice. The Texans don't practice that much. We know that, don't we? (laughs) Maybe they should. Well, this, this kid on his team picked up a bottle and um, smacked, crashed it, broke it, and then threw it. Just broke it and then threw it. So one of the mothers of the team was like, hey, don't, don't do that. 
it's not, it's not good. And he turned around and he didn't say this. What he said is worse than this. Okay? It's just worse, but I can't even like... He, he cussed her out. It's worse than that. Okay? He told her to go do some things. He's eight. He's eight. Eight. He can't subtract 49 minus 50. He's eight. Eight. So now when I tell you that, what do you start thinking? What's going on at home? What's going on at home, number one, that you know that language? What's going on that not only do you know that language, you felt that comfortable saying that to an adult, right? Now, we got a lot more questions than why did you do that? Why did you do that is not even on the radar, right? We got bigger questions than that, right? There you go. Preach me down, girl. Preach me down. So just know, anytime we, <laughs> I told you, Wednesday nights, we get crazy on Wednesday night. You don't want to come on Wednesday. But so, we'll run around, won't we? No. Just kidding. When we have something to say to somebody older than us, younger than us, our same age, and it's not respectful, let it be a mirror for us to say we got some issues we need to deal with. If we hear somebody else talking down to anybody, because in those three verses, it basically just covered people older than you, younger than you, and your same age. And that basically means everybody. When you hear somebody else talk like that, that should be your indication to go back, 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 kind of like that guy on NFL, Chris Berman, is that his name? Chris Berman. Yeah, on ESPN, he's like, back, 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 back. When you hear somebody like that, you just get away from him. Just get away from him because we got bigger problems than what he just said, she said. Number two, we start talking about honoring widows. Now, again, why are we talking about honoring people? Why are we talking about this? Because when we honor, God sets us up to be honored. I don't know about you, but a good attaboy, hey, Frankie, thank you for what you're doing. Hey, I appreciate you. That will, that, that's like fuel for the next month. Yeah. Right? One person just go, man, you really helped me. You really... You, 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 one good encouragement can fuel you for the next week, right? So this is what the Lord's saying. Look, I want to fill you up. I want to send honor here on earth, and I want to honor you in heaven. But here's the deal. you got to be a person that honors others. And so the first people he starts talking about is he starts talking about others. And then he starts talking about a very dear category to me. And he starts talking about widows. Verse 5. Now, a true widow... Now, in other verses, um, he begins to categorize the widows. A woman who is truly alone in this world has placed her hope in God. Now, hear these verses. I mean, it touches your heart. She prays night and day, asking God for his help. 
But the widow who lives only for pleasure is spiritually dead even while she lives. So what he's saying is, he's saying, look, there's some widows in this world that are out just looking for pleasure and they're just making a muck of their life. I'm not talking about them. That's what he's saying. I'm not talking about them. They're in a different category. Because the widows that I'm talking about are widows that are laying in bed at night calling out to God because they have no one to help them. That's who I'm talking about. Write this down. An honorable person restores the dignity of others. You know, there's, when we see a widow, when we see an older lady, and maybe she's not a widow, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lump them together. And let me just say this. Um, men who are older, who have lost their wife, when we see people that are older, just know they are laying in bed at night with nobody. They, have, they feel lost. And, and even more than that, I just feel the Holy Spirit. They feel forgotten. They're just forgotten. Unnoticed, invisible. Let me just say this. When you see these people, they are going to look like they're doing just fine because they have learned to express themselves that way. Because they have some form of dignity. They don't want to look like they're hurting. They don't want to look like they're this puddle of emotion. So they put on a strong, courageous But bless them. Bless them. Bless them. You know what my father taught me? We were in uh, Schlossky's Deli. Have you ever been in a Schlossky's? Are there even Schlossky's anymore? Anyone eat at a Schlossky's? We were in a Schlossky's Deli. I think it was Schlossky's. I'm just proud of the fact I could say Schlossky's, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, This young man is 21, 22, 19, I don't know. Might have been 17. He looked like he couldn't even, he wasn't even shaving yet, but he, he had his fatigues on. He was in um, the army. And uh, my dad bought his food. And I was just real curious about the whole thing. And he said, Frankie, don't ever, he goes, don't ever forget what I'm about to tell you. He goes, anytime you see somebody that serves our military in uniform, buy their food. Just tell the waiter, tell, just, just buy their food. Just buy their food. Never forgot that. If you ever see somebody in uniform, buy their food. I never forgot that. It, it was a short conversation. He didn't even tell me why. I didn't even ask why. He goes, you ever see somebody in uniform? Buy their food. With that same resoluteness, if that's, with that same resolve, I want to say this. If you ever see a widow, Bless them. Just bless them. Just bless them. Just bless them. Number three, honoring family. You guys ready for this one? Put your seatbelts on. Pull your feet underneath your seat. 
But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have, de have denied true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. Can you believe that? It, he, what, what the Bible is saying is those of you who are Christians, if you are not given honor to your own family, you're worse than non-Christians. Jeez, that kind of stings just a little bit. You know why? Because a lot of us, we have no problem giving honor to our entire family, but we do have trouble giving honor to that one particular person. Right? That, that, that one particular person in our family we, we have trouble with. Um, here's a few things on family that I'd like for you to consider writing down live with no regrets because your dad's not going to live forever Amen. raise your hand if your dad is still alive come on raise it up it's not going to live forever it's not going to live forever raise your hand if your mom is still alive that's a lot of hands up it's a lot of hands up they're not going to live forever it feels like they're going to live forever because they've been living forever. <laughs> they've lived your whole life. <laughs> this is deep, right? This is really deep. Um, they're not going to live forever. And, and we've got to live with no regrets. They're not going to live forever. Number two, under that same point of honoring family, get good at saying awkward things. Um, I've gotten good at telling my dad that I love him. Now, that takes a while. For guys, anyway. For ladies, it might be easier. But to say, hey, Dad, I want you to know I love you a lot. Let's get over, do it enough to get over the awkwardness. Here's the other thought about family. Don't think about whether or not they deserve your kindness. Don't, don't think about it. Because here's the thing. All right, now, this is where you want to pull your toes underneath your seat. Now, I've already crossed this bridge, okay? I've, I've already had to cross this bridge in my own life, all right? So this isn't something that, like, I'm talking to you guys that you guys got to get this. I had to work through this. I had to work through this. I've had to wrestle through this, okay? And, and this is how the Lord got me from saying, you don't deserve my kindness. You don't deserve to be loved because of all you've done. This is how the Lord got me there. I felt the Holy Spirit, not out loud, just kind of in here, ask me, do you really want to play the you don't deserve game? Do, do you really want to go there? Do, do you really want to talk about what people deserve and what they don't deserve? Because as sooner or later, we're going to play spin the bottle and the bottle's going to come around to you. And, and I'm just telling you, I don't deserve...
nothing. So that right there, we got to back up and say, all right, I'm going to be, I'm going to live without regrets. Number four. Now, I wanted to skip this section. I've only got five, but I wanted to skip this section because um, I'm a part of church leadership, but I felt like I should cover it anyway. I'll tell you why. Honoring church leadership. Number 17, verse 17. Elders. Now, he's talking about anyone who, uh, let me just read it. Elders who do their work well. He's talking about church leaders should be respected and paid well, especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. For the scripture says you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. And in another place, those who work deserve their pay. Now, in a different version of the Bible, it reads like this. The elders who direct the affairs of the church are well worthy of double honor, especially those whose work is preaching and teaching. Now, why am I bringing that up? Obviously, it's a pretty awkward verse to bring up. And so let me just take the awkwardness out of the room real quick. I'm not talking about me. Um, uh, The business team here, they determine if I get a raise, if I don't get a raise, and how much I should get paid, how much I shouldn't get paid, and I've never asked for a raise. Sometimes I get one, sometimes I don't. Um, The business team determines all that. Um, And and I feel like um, the church takes great care of me. So I'm not talking about me. I have no complaints. I, I feel blessed. I feel like I'm blessed better than what I should. This is why I'm saying this. Um, for other preachers and other ministers, it is so easy, and I've heard it so many times, uh, to talk bad about other preachers and other ministers because they have this or they have that or they have this or they have that. Let's not be a person who talks about God's anointed. Let's not be that person. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you. There's some times that I've seen quote unquote famous preachers and I go, gosh, man, that's that's pretty extreme. Do you really need to have that? Do you really need to have I'm just being completely honest. I'm like, wow, like you're living really, really good, like real good. Um, do you really need that? And, and in my head, I'm just being honest with you, I have trouble with certain individuals. But do you see how I'm kind of stammering and stuttering right now? Because there's still God's, and there's still God's anointed. Right. Now, deep down inside, I'm like, ah, wow, do you, do you really need that? Here's the thing. David had a man of God tried to kill him. And he refused to talk bad about him. Refused to do it. Whatever these preachers are doing, whatever they have, let's be a person who is never, ever talking bad about God's anointing. Let's let God deal with them. And let's just do what the scriptures say. And let's just honor 
the whole chapter is basically saying, I want you to honor everybody. He talks about widows. He talks about family. And then he starts talking about people in the church. Let's just be a people that we just honor whoever they are. And here's the thing. One of these days, we're all going to stand in a single file line. And, and when we stand before God, God can look at us and say, man, you, you honored. In fact, you even gave double honor to the ministers. And, and some of those ministers, I'm going to be talking to them in a minute. But thank you for doing what you did. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Um, Number five, the last and final one. I'd like for Isaiah to come up. Uh, This is kind of a fun one for me. Honor effort. Verse 23. This is Paul. Don't, don't Don't put up the verse yet. But Paul is mentoring a young teenager named Timothy. So the book is 1 Timothy. But Timothy didn't write the book. Paul wrote the book. So Paul is an older man. He's mentoring Timothy, this younger man, this young preacher. And watch what he says to him. Don't drink only water. You ought to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach because you... Because you're sick often, so often. Now, for years, I'm like, I don't understand. He's saying drink some wine because you get sick a lot. And for years, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then it dawned on me how nervous sick I get before I preach. I know I've been doing it for 18 years. I still get nervous sick. More so when I'm done. Because on the way home, I'm like, what did I say? I can't believe I said that. And then I start thinking, they're never coming back. They hate me. They don't like me. I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I can't believe. I can't. Dear God, this is the prayer that I pray all the time. Dear Lord, if I said anything. That, did, that you don't approve of. I just want you to know I'm so sorry. Would you please cause them to forget it? Please cause them to forget it. Please, please, please cause them to forget it. And I said, if I said anything at all that was good, would you please, that they can't ever forget it? Please, please, please. Now, what is all this? This is called anxiety. And when I'm, I'm a little bit better at it now because I've been doing it for a little while. But when you're 18, 19 years old, You're sick to your stomach. And what I see Paul saying is, bro, have a glass of wine and chill out. (laughs) Like, let me just say this. There There are people that can't wait to tell preachers what they did wrong. They can't wait. They deny it, but they're gonna do it. They just, I'm gonna, they'll be listening to me preach tonight going, yeah, I'll be talking to them. And if they're not going to talk to me about it, they're going to go talk to other people about it. Right? They're not going to come tell me. Maybe they will. Because in Texas, they'll come straight up and talk to you. I used to live in Rockford, Illinois, and they'll tell everybody before they come tell you. But as a preacher, it's like you're shooting fish in a barrel. I'm up here talking for 35 minutes three times a week. 
That's three times 52. It's a six. Carry the one. That's, a, that's, a, that's 150 times a year. I'm up here talking for over 30 minutes. You think I'm going to make a mistake? Heck yeah. Like just now, I shouldn't have said heck. I'm like... <laughs> Right? Just pray for me right now. You think I'm going to make a mistake? Yeah! And there's, there's just people out there, and Paul knew this, and Timothy knew this. It's just like, look, man, I know, I know you're getting emails, Timothy. I know you're getting phone calls. I know, I know people are like not going to come to church. They're going to skip church. They're going to put the meme to the, the uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, the stink face. Mess with your head. It's been happening for years, Timothy. You're not the only one. Happens to everybody. Chill out. Have a glass of wine. Relax. Now, why would that be under the heading of honor effort? Because everybody is at a different place in their walk with God. You don't know where they're at. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they're worried about. You don't know what they're stressed about. Only thing you see is you see them showing up to church. And when you see other people, you just, just clap for them. Just encourage them. Just be behind them. You don't know what they're dealing with. Did you know that I would drive home going, dear God, please let them. Could you look at me and tell that, that I would be praying? Dear God, please. No, you didn't know that. I told you that. You don't know what I'm carrying. I don't know what you're carrying. So let's just be a person that we're seeing effort. You're here, right? Let's just encourage. Be nice. Encourage, 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 encourage. Honor, 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 honor. Last one. Remember the sins of some people are obvious, leading them to certain judgment. But there are others whose sins will not be revealed until later. In the same way, the good deeds of some people are obvious, and the good deeds done in secret will someday come to light. What's this saying? Hey, don't judge anybody. Because some of the most kind and nice people that are doing the most for the kingdom of God, you won't even notice it until you get to heaven. And some of the people that look like they're doing the most because they're charismatic and verbal and they talk a lot, they're not the ones. And some people you see their sin and some people you don't see their sin. Some people look perfect and actually they're not. I got a funny story to tell you in closing. Sarah, is, she used to be, a, Sarah's our chief of staff, our director of ministries here. She's been in full-time ministry now for two and a half years. Um, she used to be our congressman's chief of staff and, and worked at Capitol Hill for years and years before she came into full-time ministry. Things seem to happen to her that haven't happened to me or anybody I know. She got in the, she drove her, uh, she, she was in the car with this um, taxi type driver recently. And uh, he said, so what do you do? She goes, well, I work for a church. I'm in the ministry. 
And he goes, uh, good. Do you mind if I talk to you about something? And she says, yeah, you can tell me anything you want. And he goes, and it's confidential? She says, yep. She goes, well, let me just tell you. You know, if you've killed anybody and, and you buried them in your backyard, <laughs> I'm going to call the cops. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. He goes, so let's talk about something else. <laughs> Then it, then it gets more interesting. <laughs> if it could. He goes, he goes, hey, can you, can you tell me what this, what, what's, what this rash is on my skin? <laughs> he goes, I, I'm not sure what's growing back here. He, she's like, what? <laughs> he goes, he goes I, got, I, got, I got struck by lightning a few years ago, and ever since I've been growing this thing on my back. And she's like, to be, to be honest with you, I really don't know anything about growths. <laughs> I don't know anything about growths and, and rashes. <laughs> she, goes, she comes back to the church and she tells me this story. She goes, has anything like this ever happened to you before? I said, no. Not one time. My dad's been in the ministry for 40 years. That's never happened to him either. In fact, all of his friends, people who have died in the ministry. Has that ever happened to you, Pastor? I mean, how long have you been in the ministry? 50 years. 50 years. It never happens. What, what am I saying? It's a long way of saying this. You don't know what's going on in anybody's life. So let's just live a life of giving everybody honor, giving them the benefit of the doubt. And what will happen is it's a circle. We'll find ourselves being honored and encouraged by other people and God as well.